Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. After 80 years of horse racing, Northville Downs will close its doors in February. The final horse racing track in Michigan will be closed. There's something iconic about Northville Downs. You know, it's kind of like the center of that city. Why has the popularity of horse racing been declining in not just Michigan, but the nation as a whole? I'm Brian Fisher, and this is The Daily J. In 1944, Northville Downs became the first nighttime harness racing track in Michigan. And for 80 years, it provided entertainment for many. Now in 2024, it's the last one in Michigan, too. What was the big draw of Northville Downs, and how did it survive so long? It's my understanding, I think Northville Downs opened like in 1945, around then. At that time, horse racing was the only form of gambling allowed in the United States. If you wanted to gamble legally, it was only at a horse track. I'm 67 years old right now. So the first time I went to a track, I was 18. So that's almost 50 years ago. And the racetrack at that time, again, it was like going to a state fair or one of these county fairs or the amusement park because most of the racing was at night. You know, when you got near there, you'd see the lights, they'd excite you. And, you know, for a person, for most people that go to the track, they were blue collar people around here. And for them to make a small wager and get a big return, that's kind of what hooked you into racing. That was Mark Heider, an attorney and horse racing enthusiast. As he shares, the biggest draw for him was the atmosphere that Northville Downs provided and the fact that, at least at the time, it was one of the few places you could actually legally gamble. Mark's not alone in that sentiment either. Mike Valenti, a sports talk host over at our sister station, 97 won the ticket, fell in love with horse racing for a similar reason. I mean, I grew up around it, so it's very simple. I mean, I grew up 30 minutes from what many people would tell you is the best track in America and one of the great sports venues in America in Saratoga. So I grew up with it. It's a phenomenal sport. It's awesome. If you like betting, you can't beat it. I mean, people taking minus 110 odds to bet sports – you would never accept that in horse racing. But, no, it's, it's, it's something if you grow up around it, you have an affinity for it. And I understand why people don't. But what I'll tell you is anyone I've ever brought around it, it's something they want to do again. It's something they want to see again. Unfortunately, however, horse racing in Michigan is on the decline. And Northville Downs will host its last live race on February 3rd. So why is horse racing declining? Well, that's a loaded question with a very nuanced answer. Let's go back to Mark to start. There's a number of reasons why horse racing is in decline. Because initially horse racing was the only form of gambling, now if you go to Northville Downs today, which I will probably go there later today, at 67, I will be one of the youngest guys there. You will go there and you will see you know, 75% of the people that are, you know, horse players are older people. 
okay, because they grew up with that form of gambling and they continue to do it. The younger people have switched to the casinos, to the slot machines, because I think because it's instant, and number two, because they allow, they allow advertising. Mike agrees that the ease of access for gambling has helped lead to a general decline in attendance. Yeah, I think for getting an actual crowd at your track. I mean, you see it at, at, at a place like Belmont. You know, Belmont's a beautiful place, but it's from a, a bygone generation. You know, they built a grandstand that was made for crowds of 70, 80,000 people. Those days are gone, man. You could sit at home and bet on your phone. I don't need to drive out to Elmont, New York. Smaller tracks have an even bigger problem. Because let's face it, if I can't get you to a destination track outside of the big days, how am I going to get you on a snowy Wednesday to go out? And You're not. So it is part of it. And it's also, again, it comes down to familiarity. Look, Churchill Downs is a, is a primary deal. So everyone's like, well, the Kentucky Derby's at Churchill Downs. It's got to be packed every day. No, it's not. Churchill Downs is a ghost town most days. But places like Keeneland, packed every day. Saratoga, packed every day. But if you're not in one of these states that's got a real horse culture to it and has a lot of people into it, and your venue's not that nice, no disrespect to anybody, no, you're operating a ghost town. Mike mentioned something important at the end there, the culture of horse racing in Michigan. Just like in every sport, it'll draw better in some states than others. And to Mike, the culture in Michigan hasn't been strong in decades. It's been a dead industry here for the better part of 30 years. You know, the horsemen are going to follow the money. This is not a state that really got behind horse racing. It's not a state that prioritized it. And quickly it withers and and dries up. And look, the other thing is there are too many tracks that aren't just B-level, but they're C and D-level. Like, it's not horse racing at that level. It's like you're racing family pets. It's ridiculous. The industry itself, to get the best out of it, you got to have high-level racing. You have to have some secondary tracks, but that's it. We need to regain control of, of, of the marketplace and kind of how much horse racing we have. Because when you get to the cheaper tracks, when you get to the low-level racing, I'll be the first to tell you, you got a lot of horses running that shouldn't be running. But Michigan isn't the only state seeing a decline in horse racing. It's becoming a nationwide problem. The state of Michigan is nothing more than a microcosm of the macro issue. The sport has done a lot of things wrong for decade upon decade. And now you're finally seeing it age out where the older generation is dying off and the younger generation is not there to backfill it. So it is less popular. Is it still a big event sport that generates huge TV and huge revenue? And it's a huge business. I mean, Brian, this is a this is a three billion dollar industry This is a big industry. But as far as like mass appeal, no, no, I think it's a lot like the NHL. I think it has a niche. It has a lane. Stay in your lane. Cater to the people that are passionate to it. Let's try to bring in some fringe people. But you need leadership. And horse racing has none. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. So how do you fix horse racing? 
How do you try to draw in a younger crowd, increase attendance, and most importantly, raise profit? There isn't one simple fix-all, but Mike does have an idea of where to start. It's like college football. The lack of a central governing body and a true commissioner of horse racing, it kills the sport because everywhere, whether it's the New York Racing Association, Maryland Thoroughbred Horsemen's Association, Florida, Kentucky, they all run their own fiefdom. They all have their own rules. They all implement things their way. Nobody wants to give up control. So you have no regulations. Now, they're starting to do things with the HESA Commission where you're getting true disciplinary action. You're getting a higher level of a governing body. But that's not a commissioner. It would be A, a commissioner. It would be B, over the course of the next decade, we've got to curtail the amount of thoroughbreds that are being bred. I mean, you can't have 25,000 thoroughbreds born every year because there's not 25,000 racehorses and the care structure. It just doesn't work. So, like I've always said, there are a couple tracks that can handle racing four or five days a week. Outside of that, horse racing really needs to become a weekend sport again. When it comes to Northville Downs, while the land is set to be sold off and developed into housing and businesses, it might not be the end for horse racing in Michigan. The owners have plans to try and build a new facility in Plymouth. But even that is meeting resistance. Let's go back to Mark one last time. Now the land at Northville has become so valuable. The people that own Northville, they'll make more money selling the land than they will running the business of horse racing. Northville was way out when I first went there. I probably went there like in the late 70s, okay? Early 80s, the first time I went to Northville. And it was a long way and nothing was developed out here. Now they're, uh, you know, it's more developed and... I guess, you know, it doesn't bother me that that area is going to be developed, but what does bother me is that the horse racing is going to disappear. Hopefully, you know, they'll relocate, but they're having a hard time relocating. I happen to know the owners and, you know, they're they're meeting some resistance. You would hope that the leaders would step in because there's something iconic about Northville Downs. You know, it's kind of like the center of that city, you know, I'll be the first to tell you it's old, it's dilapidated, it's not in good condition. It needs to be either upgraded or moved. Come early February, Northville Downs will be closed for good. And while there are plans in the works to try and keep horse racing in Michigan alive, there are bigger issues that need to be addressed for the sport to thrive. Thanks to Mike Valeni and Mark Hyder for lending their expertise to this episode. And as always, this podcast wouldn't be possible without WWJ's digital team. Check out WWJNewsRadio.com for the top local news stories on demand 24-7. Make sure you don't miss out on new episodes of The Daily J by subscribing using the Odyssey app or get it wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Brian Fisher, and this is The Daily J. Thanks for listening.